Hello, everyone. Welcome to Danny's Diary, a podcast powered by Singing News Magazine. I'm your host, Danny Jones. I am with Singing News Magazine. My guest today, Gary Casto of the Tribute Quartet. Say hello, Gary. Hey, Danny. Hello, everybody. Great to be with you today. And uh, we're going to start off with probably the most simple question I can ask you today. Have you got your Christmas shopping done yet? <laughs> no, it is definitely not. Uh, it's not December twenty fourth yet at midnight. I'll have it done by then. So you're so you're <laughs> one of those who wait till the last minute. Absolutely. Uh, I, I usually don't start till a. About 5 o'clock on December the 24th. That gives me five to six hours. Okay, nothing like planning ahead. (laughs) Of course, Gary is a vital part of the Tribute Quartet. He and Josh Singletary put that group together several years ago. How long has Tribute been around? Well, this coming December 31st, we will have... Uh, been in, in existence for 13 years. 13 years. That, does it seem like it's been that long? No. It, you know, it, it doesn't, Danny. It Actually, I, I, it feels like just a few days ago we were on the bus with Elaine and Jackie Wilburn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, speaking of the Wilburns, of course, you and Josh uh, were there several years with that family group. Um, but even the Wilburns was not your first go-around in gospel music, was it? No, it wasn't. My very first professional group was based out of Columbus, Ohio, by the name of New Revelation Quartet, and I was with them for several years. And then from there, you went to? Oh, my goodness. I went from there to the Southman, Mm -hmm. and then from the Southman to the Harvesters, and then I had a trio out of North Carolina, uh, Turning Point. So I was with Turning Point so you, you've you've been in trios, you've been in family groups, you've been in quartets. Sounds like the only thing you've not been a part of is duet and soloist. Uh, so your love for gospel music is is very well rounded. What brought you to the gospel music table? My goodness, you know that's a loaded question. I, um, I I remember growing up as a child. My mom and dad had some uh, really good friends that lived down the road from us, and they had a uh, a gospel group. And uh, every week they'd have a rehearsal night, and they would invite some of their friends over, and all of us kids would get together and play and and eat while they uh, sang and rehearsed and. Uh, I remember one evening sitting there thinking, my goodness, I'm enjoying this music. And uh, that was sort of what inspired me. And then I recall even prior to that, uh, my little brother, Matthew, uh, he passed away when I was seven years old. He was six years old. And they had a benefit singing for him at my home church. And it was Squire Parsons and the Calverman Quartet. I was seven years old. And uh, that probably helped trigger everything to start my love. And then the local group at home enjoying listening to them. And it just went from there. Where did you first become aware that there was such a thing as professional gospel music? Was it was it at that concert with Squire, uh, or was it later? Where, where where did you first realize? Okay, maybe this is something that I can pursue and and it uh, will be a career for me. <laughs> it's funny, Esther. I um to be quite honest, uh, that local group that my mom and dad was good friends with, um heard me humming a song while they were singing, and they said, uh, hey, we want to teach you a song. 
And I said, I don't know about this. You know, I I'm, I was all into sports, and I don't know about this singing thing. And they said, no, we want to teach you a song. So my very first song they taught me was uh, Beulah Land by Squire. And uh, so that next week they said, we're going to take you with us, and we want to bring you up on stage to sing. And they did. And there was another group there that come to me and said, hey, uh, have you ever sang tenor before? And I said, no. I said, would you like to? And I said, yeah, I think I would. And they says, uh, well, we want to hire you, and we're going to teach you to sing tenor. And that's how it started. Wow. So along the way, you, you've pretty much all of your adult life, you've been involved in gospel music. Did you ever do anything outside of gospel music, even uh, even as you were doing gospel music? did you uh, Were you involved in uh, another career uh, on the side or anything like that? Well, actually, I was. You know, I I, I went to school. Uh, in high school, I was taking college classes and trying to get a degree in sports medicine, physical therapy. I thought that's where I was going to be uh, today. Uh, but that the Lord didn't lead there. Mm-hmm. And then in years later, uh, I become friends with a, a gentleman who owned a company in North Carolina. And it was a heating and cooling company, a very large company. And uh, I took online classes, and they trained me, and I become assistant corporate controller for a company in North Carolina. All right, so we are visiting today with Gary Casto of the Tribute Quartet, a guy who can do a little bit of everything, as you just heard. Uh, If you are not a subscriber to Singing News Magazine, let me just tell you that a few months ago you missed a great cover story feature on Tribute Quartet. Uh, Gary and Josh and Anthony and Gus were featured on the cover, and the story talked about their brand-new recording. And uh, had you been a subscriber to Singing News Magazine, that would have been in your mailbox. So if you would like to be a subscriber to Singing News Magazine, let me just tell you how to do that. The number is 800-527-5226 or singingnews.com. Gary, everybody needs Singing News Magazine coming to their home, don't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. It is the printed voice of gospel music. Hey, folks, I will say this. It's, it's, it's the best of the best. And, folks, you can keep up with all your favorite artists, know exactly what's taking place in our lives and where we're singing and love let you know where you can find the best concerts and gospel music and we appreciate gary for that completely unsolicited testimonial <laughs> all right let's uh, gary let's let's do something a little uh that's a little unique to danny's diary we've done this on every single podcast Uh-oh. and uh, this is where we throw out the curveball and what i'm going to do I'm going to throw out a few names to you, and I just want your very first reaction to the name. Jackie Wilburn. Consistent. And, of course, uh, Jackie uh, was inducted into the Southern Gospel Music Hall of Fame just uh, about a month ago during the National Quartet Convention, a well-deserved honor. Another name, Josh Singletary. <laughs> Wide open. Wide open. Uh, very, <laughs> very good. Very good. Very good. Uh, and let's talk about uh, – you, you've already mentioned this gentleman's name, Squire Parsons. Hero. Well said. And uh, Troy Peach, our engineer over there, uh, he always likes to submit a name to every artist that comes in here just for kicks and giggles, just to see what we will say. But I'm going to step in, Troy, this time, and I'm going to throw the name in myself, Troy Peach. Lots of money. 
lots of money. Okay, <laughs> well, we know something now that uh, we did not know a few moments ago, and uh, Troy's making notes over there. I think, Gary, you got payback coming for that later on. <laughs> there is a great story behind that, and uh, let's go ahead and talk about this because, you know, uh, Southern Gospel Music is a big family, and, uh, you know, we, we, we come from all walks of life, but there is a certain brotherhood and sisterhood that uh, ties us all together. And believe it or not, uh, the the practical jokes that go on behind the scenes, all in good nature, uh, that's one of the things that just makes this family so much tighter uh, than than really a lot of real life families. And Troy and you have had a long running gag, and uh, it, it it's uh, it took a new level not long ago, didn't it? Oh my, did it ever! Uh, as long as uh, Troy and I've known each other, he's uh, we're constantly going up to each other and saying, "Hey, can I borrow some money?" And it, no matter where we're at, it doesn't matter. The first thing it isn't hello, how you doing, what's you up to hey can i borrow some money and uh so troy on his uh singing news radio show uh every time that he plays uh one of tribute songs he'll t- uh, tell the folks listen if you need to borrow some money go to gary casto he's got it all well recently i had a lady come up to me uh at a concert and she says honey i just want to i'm just i'm so happy for you to know that you have been blessed financially uh we uh, to know that you don't have to worry about uh, the bus issues and money to pay for the bus i'm just so ha- i'm praising the lord that you have been blessed financially and all I could say was thank you, and in my mind was going, Troy Peach did it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. So the next time you see Gary Casto or, or Troy Peach, you just remember that story that Gary shared with you. Gary, let's go back to the early days of Tribute Quartet. What was the driving factor behind the launch of Tribute Quartet? I think it's it's very simple, Danny. It's just the love for the music. Uh, I say this quite quite often. Uh, we sing what we love, and we love what we sing, and that's Southern gospel music. Mm-hmm. And um, nowadays, as we mentioned earlier, the tribute quartet is you, Josh, Anthony, and your newest member, Gus, singing tenor. Gus has been a big part of Southern gospel music for a long time. He sang with the Lefebvre Quartet. He sang with Legacy Five. Uh, has a lot of studio experience, and uh, that brings up another thing. You know, along the way, uh, various members of your group, and you included, you've been tapped uh, to assist other groups in uh, producing, arranging, song selection, things of that. So as a, a group member talking to another group member now, what is probably the most solid piece of advice that you could offer to your fellow artist? I, I would say, um, you know, Danny, I, I manage by three rules of thumb. Out of sight, out of mind, know who you're singing to, and guilty by association. And I believe if you will take those three rules and apply them into your ministry and into your life, I, I believe the Lord honors it, and I, I think that the uh, there's you can do anything. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we need to be mindful to who we sing to. You know, so many times over the years, I tell artists, uh, many times the artists will come up to me, younger artists, and say, hey, can we spend five minutes with you? And we want to pick your brain. And uh, so they'll start asking all these questions. And they'll say, well, what do we need to do? And the first thing I'll say is, know who you're singing to. Because we as artists have a tendency to sing what we like instead of what the people want. And the people is what support us and through the Lord. And uh, so I, I think that's, that's it. Be consistent in what you do and take care of business. How long have you been a part of gospel music in terms of years? 36 years. This past August, I celebrated 36 years. Wow. 36 years and you're barely older than that we won't go we, we won't go into your age but you know there there is a certain amount of uh, validity in longevity um you know you can sing for a year or two and then you're gone but yet you look in gospel music the people who have seemingly enjoyed the most success are the ones who've been around for 30, 35, 40 years. You know, the the running joke in Southern gospel music is uh, there there are plenty of 30-year overnight success stories. Mm. And a lot of those success stories are, are rooted in the very things that you just said, finding out what your audience expects from you and what they want from you. They, uh, as you know, Tribute Quartet, introduces a element of comedy you know through josh uh you've got some of the live piano work again through josh but then you've got straight ahead quartet stuff but you've also got a few songs where you push on the boundaries just a little bit and it that's what people expect from tribute they expect all of those things so as tribute quartet moves into the year 2020 and on down the road from there what can people expect to see from tribute? What 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 is on the horizon out there for you guys? Well, I think just being consistent in what we do, and that's keeping a balanced program and keep finding great songs. It's about the song. Mm-hmm. It's about the message. And uh, this last project that we just did, uh, Living the Stories, it took two years to find ten songs that we felt that we could take and use on a nightly basis to be able to minister to the folks. So I think being consistent is what you can find out of Tribute Quartet. That's our plan, our goal. We are going to be um, doing some uh, European uh, concerts again and uh, excited about that. We want to branch out and uh, broaden our boundaries. Where do you see gospel music five years from now? I know that's a loaded question. You know what? We all hear it. You know, it's a dying art. It's a dying art. No, it's not. I believe gospel music will be as strong as it's ever been in five years. I'm a firm believer in that because we still have a message. We still have a song. And I remember Les Beasley telling me uh, many years ago, I asked him, I said, Mr. Les, uh, everybody says that this is a dying art. It's not going to be around. He says, son, they said that 50 years ago when I started, and it's still here today. Exactly. You know, and speaking of, of Les, and uh, Squire that you mentioned earlier, is there anybody that you can point to and say that was my single biggest influence in gospel music? I would say Les Beasley and Connie Hopper. 
both of them spoke into my life. They both were encouragers. I I, I appreciate how Les conducted uh, the the business side of what we do, and and I appreciate what Miss Connie brought to the platform. She always had the kind words to the uh, you know speaking to the folks from the platform or off the platform. Always an encourager, and I would say those two spoke highly and was influential in my career. Well. Two very well-respected people in the world of gospel music. Our guest today has been Gary Casto of Tribute Quartet. And, Gary, before we leave, we've got to find out how we can keep up with Tribute Quartet in the world of social media. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you may be asking the wrong person. I know we have a website. It's TributeQuartet.com, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh all the other – we've got it all. I just don't know all about it. <laughs> right. So in other, in other words, Google Tribute Quartet, and you'll find everything that you need to know from those guys. Uh, Tribute Quartet, one of gospel music's uh, greatest young groups in gospel music today. I said gospel music several times there, didn't I, Troy? Yeah. Quit making notes over there. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> but Tribute Quartet uh, does a great job each and every weekend. Uh, make sure you look if you have the opportunity to be with them at a church or a concert. Take that opportunity. Go out and enjoy great gospel music. Gary, thank you for being here today. Hey, Danny. Thanks for letting me be a part. Uh, all right, folks. Be watching for the next Danny's Diary podcast powered by Singing News Magazine. It will be coming your way soon. Our guest today, Gary Casto of Tribute Quartet Engineering by Troy Peach. Music by Eli Fortner. We will see you soon.